Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, clapping back into your house once again. It's ya boy, John Harrington. Here we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hello. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you, John? I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm feeling pretty good about tonight's show. You feeling good? Oh, I feel just so good. That's good, man. You, you, uh, you know, we're we're gonna, you know, shuffle up the intro a little bit. You, uh, you, you picked the theme for this episode, didn't you, man? You feeling good about this theme? Oh, I think this is a fantastic theme. Um, it is. Uh, do you want me to tell you the theme right now? Oh, no, 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 don't tell anybody. Okay. Because why would you explain the theme if I didn't tell everybody how you're in the privilege of choosing the theme? Uh, you know, this game that tune, the uh, internet's uh, number one and greatest uh, video game music guessing game show. And uh, we are going to listen to some video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. And whoever wins gets to pick the theme for the next episode and play some bonus tunes. So, uh, Jesse, you know, we already tipped it. You uh, you picked this theme, man, because you won last week's episode. So uh, what, do you, what do we got this week? Uh, games that remind you of other games, you know whether they be spiritual successors or maybe just a game that has very similar, you know, mechanics or design or the same kind of artwork, you know, something that reminds you of another game. So like a game that is a calendar on which you can set alerts that tells you to go play another game. Um, maybe game that reminds you of other games. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like, no, not that. Not that at all. Really? So no game and watch games. Okay, yeah, no watches, uh, no no clocks. Period. <laughs> no mobile games. Mm. Um, um, no game and watch games. I'm sorry, I do not <laughs> want to go first yeah. anymore. Oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> uh, David has been exposed yet again. Um, no, I think that's a great theme, man. I think uh, you know we got it, it's a deep deep well to pull from because what are indie games in the last like ten to fifteen years if not games that remind you of other games like. There are That's so true. many games that just you know come out in those little download shops, and uh, they're just reminiscent of a game that someone once played, and they decide they wanted to get into game making, and they said, hey, you know what, I've been wanting to make that game that I played when I was a kid, so let me take a crack at it. And then there's also other games that come out as spiritual successors. People leave companies and don't want to, you know, and want to make uh, games that they don't technically have the rights to make anymore. So they make something a little similar, you know, that kind of thing. There's there's some good ideas, some some great reasons to make games that are reminiscent of other games. And sometimes it's just happy little coincidences. I mean, what can you say? This, this whole theme could be based on weird, obscure memories that all of us have. Like, oh, I remember this game for the SNES. It reminded me of this game for the NES. That had nothing to do with it, but you know, that's the beauty of a theme yeah. based on your own mind. It could uh, it could expand outward infinitely and not make any sense. I'm I'm really looking forward to this theme now that I've said it out loud, Jesse. As long as it's not like a direct sequel, because like like if you're like, oh, uh, Madden 2000 really reminded me of Madden 99, and then it's like, well, shut your mouth. 
<laughs> okay, I also don't want to go first anymore. I need to uh, <laughs> maybe consider picking a different game. That, uh, you know, man, you... Oof. That's uh, that's a wrinkle I hadn't really anticipated coming up. I didn't think we were going to say, uh, you know, why no sequels? Um, this, well, uh, are, are Mad Games really sequels? Yes, John. It's a big old continuity. It's the longest running story in games. <laughs> yeah, the, the the players change and the story just keeps on going, man. It, I think it's more like a Final Fantasy situation where they're all just in the same universe, but they're not direct sequels to each well, other. Well, that's not even a Final would, Fantasy that's situation. That's not really how that works, John. <laughs> I would totally play Madden if all of a sudden a behemoth dropped onto the field. I mean, Final Fantasy football would, you know, be pretty Blitzball? Uh, no, no, no. FFF. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. football. Or, you know, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy League football. <laughs> the, uh, the, the filth. Um, the filth. I would play the shit out of that, man. Like, you know, yeah, Dissidia was cool, but I want to see all these characters play football against each other. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's a different crossover. That could have been on last week's episode if, uh, if only it existed. But, uh, no, we got we got five great games coming up. Uh, we got a great fan request, and I think we just got to jump into it, man. So, uh, Johnny, uh, you know, uh, man, you, you might have done something solid gold on this Final Fantasy football idea right off the bat. Uh, so try and top that with the music from the first game. Game <laughs> one. So this game was released on the 3DS Virtual Console in August of 2014, 28 years after its original Japanese release.
Does anyone require additional trivia or? Sure. No. Okay. Um, the main character of this game was originally considered to be a playable fighter in Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. However, they were cut because it was believed that the character would not be recognizable. Fuck. I... I know the character. He was on last week's episode about crossovers. Oh my god, I can't remember his name. He does know the character. Oh my god. Oh, shit. You know. He really had answers, bitch. <laughs> I was writing that guy. I just, you know, I don't know. So, Jesse says Dig Dug. Uh, sadly incorrect. Uh, Johnny <sighs> says that guy. We're going to check with our judges, but John Harrington definitively has the correct answer of the mysterious Murasame Castle. Um, Johnny, you know, you knew the character, you knew- Yeah, you get- Give him a point. Whoa! <laughs> Alright! Uh, nothing like so, a yeah. pity point for Johnny. This is, uh, the mysterious Murasame Castle, uh, which was originally a Famicom Disk System game, but eventually it was never released outside of Japan until the 3DS Virtual Console, and they're like, you know what? Fuck it, we'll release it in the rest of the world. And I don't really understand why it took so long, because it's a fun game. It's it's hard, but it's a really fun, like, NES or, I guess, Famicom game. Um, and it's very Japanese, but not in, like, a weird, crazy way. Like, some games are very Japanese because they're just fucking out there. But yeah, this like game lots is of tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, um, those NES tentacles. <laughs> but this game is Japanese because, like, you're a samurai lord fighting ninjas in, like, a shogi-style castle. Like, it's just Japanese-looking. Um, and what I don't really understand. Well, I just mean that, like, I don't understand why it was never localized, because it's a fun game. It's a good game. And the reason that I bring it up is because it's basically Samurai Zelda. Like, it's it's apparently built on the original Legend of Zelda engine, and it plays very similarly to Zelda. You go from screen to screen. It's not as explorative. Like, the original Zelda was very exploration-based, and this game is much more action-based. Like, ninjas are constantly popping out of the woods to attack you. Mm. Um, but it's still, like, even if you look at it, like, if you look at screenshots, every screen has that same sort of, here's the path that you follow to go to the next screen. Like, it's... Like I said, it's basically Samurai Zelda. I mean, that sounds better in some ways than the original Zelda. I would like a, a Samurai-based game that's a little more linear and a little more action-packed with ninjas uh, set with that kind of gameplay style. That sounds pretty great. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, when the game came out, I, you know, I knew about Takamaru because of Samurai Warriors and Smash Brothers and all that. It's like, yeah, sure. I'll drop, like, five bucks to play this game on 3DS, and then I did. It's like, wait, why the hell did I have to wait 28 years to play this? This is really fun. Yeah, that's what this was. Jeez. Although, like, like I said, it's, it's pretty hard, because there are some things where you're trying to just cross a bridge, and then suddenly four ninjas pop out, and they're all throwing shurikens, and then you clear to the next stage where there's a mini-boss 
who's throwing bombs at you at a diagonal angle, and you can't throw things at a diagonal angle, so... Now that's complicated. Now, Sometimes... David, you've only got yourself to blame for saying that it took 28 years for you to play this because uh, <laughs> 20 years is plenty of time to import a Famicom disk system True. and to import a copy of the game yep. if you really wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. That's on you, my friend. Doesn't yeah, take like... 28 years to fully mature into a fucking weeb, David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. He could have God. saved us some money in high school, imported an FDS, you know, you know. God, I yeah. mean, I I don't have a response, because, John, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you could have, <laughs> instead of spending all that money in high school on fucking, like, anime coats and shit, you could have gotten yourself a ticket to Japan, you know. But no, you had to walk around looking like Vash from Trigun all the time. <laughs> but, you know, so it, it's up to you, David. You know, you, you either could have played Murasame Castle all these years ago, or you could be a 34-year-old man with a closet full of Trigun coats that you haven't worn in 15 years. I love the idea that you're talking about me being such a weeb that I bought so many Trigun coats, and I honestly don't understand that reference. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never seen Trigon? What's your problem? Just picture a big anime coat, David. It's the one you were wearing in high school. No, David, I, you're, you're, you're deflecting way too hard, man, many. trying to say you don't know what Trigon is. Come on, I know what uh. Trigon is. No, I seriously, like, I, I don't watch that much anime. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, David, we get it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you, you, you spent your money on anime coats and Dragon Ball Z uh, button downs and shit instead of going to I've Japan. I've never even fucking seen Dragon Ball Z. I swear to God, what? I've never watched an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Weak. Next game. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, so anyway, you spent all that money on Trigun coats and instead of importing a Famicom disc system, which is a thing that Johnny is. That's that's what Johnny would do. Buying gunplay kits. Yeah, yeah. You should have asked yourself all those years ago, WWJD, David, and then imported yourself a Famicom disc system to play <laughs> Takamaru's uh, Mysterious Murasame Castle. Um... No, honestly, this, this looks dope, man. I, you know, uh, despite the big push that Takamaru's gotten in the last couple of years, I never looked into what this game was. It's cool that they even released it on the Virtual Console. I was already a game over your ass for doing a Japan-only game. Thank goodness for that Virtual Console release. And yeah, why didn't we have this? This looks fucking great. Probably because... It- Audiences had to be fickle back then, and if you gave us Legend of Zelda and then followed it up with what was essentially Legend of Ninjas, and it was pretty much the same thing, <laughs> that, like, American audience would be like, hey, 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 we're not stupid. We see what you did there. This is a very similar game. It's dope. But, like, don't just keep giving us the same game over and over again. We're, we're not that stupid. We won't buy games the same, but slightly updated over and over again. Not for at least 20, 25 years. <laughs> and that's why, like, I'm... I'm amazed that it... I can understand why it didn't come out, because it is a very, like, Japanese game based on Japanese history that an American audience wouldn't know. Like, I get that. But also, I'm kind of sad that this didn't come out, because if this came out in America, you know we would have gotten, like, some weird-ass Game Boy version 
like a Game Boy sequel that has nothing to do with this, and then a Super Nintendo version that was fucking amazing, yes. and then probably like a shitty N64 3D version, and then they would have gone back to the 2D roots. Like, yeah. this could have been a series in America, and it would have been fucking awesome. Takamaru could have been our Goemon. Exactly. And, you know, Goemon... I love Goemon. I'm saying, like, Goemon's cool. For the people that played it, they know it's cool. Uh, Takamaru could have been that. And yet, no, it's just a thing that, you know, wallowed in obscurity in Japan for a while, and then showed up in Nintendo Land and re-peaked everybody's interest. It's like, hey, hold on, why is that here? Um, you know, oh, you, there was a game that this was based on? Word, okay, can we get a, like, a virtual console re-release? And then guys like David, you know, got a, got a little taste for the first time, and yeah, we should have been able to taste this for the last 30 years. What the fuck, Nintendo? That's, uh... Yeah. We could have had, like, a fun little samurai action series just as, like, some B-tier Nintendo series, mm -hmm. but no, we got, like, a Famicom Disk System game ported to the 3DS, and then a star-flinging game in Nintendo Land. Yeah. We've all been playing fucking Super Mario Brothers 35 on our Switch. We could be playing fucking the mysterious Murasame Castle 34. So, oh, man. you know, That'd be great. think about that, God. Nintendo. Uh, you know, not releasing 34th anniversary editions of your Japan-only Famicom <laughs> Disk System games. Huh? I mean, as someone who has played this game and seen, like, how chaotic it gets when four ninjas jump out of the woods, I do not want to imagine 34 ninjas jumping out of those woods. No, no, no. 34 people's worth of, like, destroyed ninjas just piling up in your game. It's, uh, it would be madness, David. It would be pretty fucking great. It's a lot of ninjas. That's a fuck ton of ninjas. Mm-hmm. You could win it, though. I know you could, man. Well, I mean, the law of inverse ninjas. Like, the more ninjas there are, the weaker they get. That's true. It's what? like, you know, all the ninjas, they're like Hancock. Uh, you know, if they're, uh, if they're close to other ninjas, it weakens them, so. <laughs> we all saw Hancock, right? <laughs> uh, Actually, I have Twelve years ago. <laughs> I was gonna say, I've seen Hancock, but I don't remember that coming up. Well, he wasn't a ninja, but wait, did Jesse just say he hasn't seen Hancock? I haven't seen that one. Okay, do you care if I spoil it? <clears throat> Isn't it like he has to, like, have sex to, like, get powerful or something? No, no, he's just like, he's a scumbag who's like a loner superhero, and, uh, he discovers there's, uh, another person who's like him, and the whole thing is they actually are, like, immortal, and they keep on coming in contact with each other, but their powers are reduced whenever they're together. So they keep on splitting up over time and space and whatnot. Oh, okay. And, but yeah, so, like, whenever they come together, much like ninjas, they're weakened. And, uh, and ruined. So they have to be apart. That's why, you know, one ninja, you got Ninja Gaiden. It's gonna fuck you up good. Thousand ninjas? Yeah, you can slice through them with, like, the whack of a soup ladle. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so thank you, David, for introducing us, or reminding us of the law of inverse ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seemed appropriate. I'm so glad we all went to college. This is, uh, you know, <laughs> God, that's, that's the intelligent <laughs> podcast information you're gonna get on Game That Tune. Us college boys with our ninja trigonometry and shit. It's, you know, uh, every once in a while when we're recording this episode, or we're recording this show and we talk about the ridiculous shit that we talk about, I like to sit back and think, I have a college degree. Yeah. <sighs> can, can we name this episode Ninja Trigonometry? Oh, absolutely. That's on the... <laughs> 
that's on the uh, the short list now. But anyway, David, anything else on uh, the mysterious Murasame Castle? The game I keep wanting to call like Takamaru's Mysterious Ninja Castle, but it's not. It doesn't have his name in it. Yeah, we never got this game, so we keep wanting to call it that Takamaru game, but we mm-hmm. should have gotten this game. It's a fun-ass game. Yeah. Uh, or Takashi's Castle. See, yeah, David, it's been a while, it's been a minute. Have you watched any of Takeshi's Castle? Game 2. God damn it, I knew it. Game 2. Oh, there it's Disappointing. <laughs> stack of trash cans. My favorite bar is down the road. I'm gonna drink you pretty, you beautiful toad. Cole the Wild is ringing in my ear. There's a worm in a bottle screaming, get me out of here. Know what I gotta do? I'm getting drunk with all without you. Yeah, I'm getting drunk with all without you. That's right. I'm getting drunk with all without you. Yeah, 
guys so this game features a, a pretty stacked psychobilly soundtrack uh including our favorite on-screen representation of toad mojo nixon
<laughs> oh man. Johnny. Who's <laughs> <laughs> got some answers? That song mentions Dreamland Barbecue, and I've eaten there before, and it's really fucking good. Yeah, I've eaten at the yeah. Dreamland here in Tallahassee, man. It's, you know, if you, uh, we should all go there together. So, everyone wrote Rena Grandpage, and everyone is correct. This is Redneck Rampage, released in 1997 for the PC. It reminds me a lot of Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, it's because, like, one, it runs on the Duke Nukem 3D engine, but two, like <laughs> Duke Nukem 3D, <laughs> it's got a lot of crude humor, you know, no and way. sort of. Yeah, it, 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 but ra- ratched up to more than is actually tolerable. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty rough. Um, it's so you know the game is. Um, so wait, would you say couple... Duke Nukem is at tolerable levels? Yeah, that's what. I, so okay, if if you if you say Duke Nukem is tolerable, this is way past it. So if if Duke Nukem is intolerable to you, you're not gonna enjoy this game. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> if Duke Nukem is intolerable to you, you are not going to enjoy Redneck Rampage. Surely you jest. <laughs> I mean. I like shit that's really on the nose and <laughs> uh, lacks subtlety. That's uh, that's kind of the name of my game, baby. But um, maybe not this specific game. So anyway, it's got it's got some fun ideas. Like for example, um, you can collect beer and drink beer to regain health, but it also increases your drunk meter and it starts fucking with your controls. You know, or maybe that's a bad idea. I don't know. I don't Actually, like. Drunk I think controls. that's kind of cool. <laughs> And it's got kind of the same problem that Awesome Possum has, where, you know, a lot of characters are talking all the time, and as you play the game, you're kind of like, all right, I wish everyone would shut the fuck up a little bit. Um, you know. No, I was going to say, it's like, it has the same problem that Awesome Possum does. It's very clearly meant to be Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like you, you know, it's, it, it's a basic... You know, sh- first-person shooter. You run on the stage. You find the keys. You you know get get to the end. Uh, you defeat some bosses. It, it does have some pretty interesting weapons. It's got a crossbow where you fire six of dynamite at people. Um, okay. It's got a gun that launches saw blades at people. Like that's then that's pretty I'm fun. Listening. But god, yeah. but goddamn, did I get tired of hearing uh, characters be like, "Fuck you, you motherfucker!" Just constantly constantly constant farts um constant like fuck you constant uh motherfucker just all the time all the time john you've been on this show for like five years and you haven't quit yet so i don't see what the problem is (laughs) (laughs) how rednecky would you say this game is pretty rednecky i'd say it's um is it it, racist at all no no it's it's definitely like a North Florida redneck, uh, or Southern Wait, Georgia redneck, right? Just different kinds not, of rednecks. You just said not racist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's not the racist um, kind of redneck. It's the ribald kind of redneck. It's like Cletus the Slack John Yokel. Yeah, it's it's the wholesome kind of redneck. Oh. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Explain which one that is, David. <laughs> 
And yeah, it's it's uh like I said, so the plot of the game is that UFOs are coming down from space and you and your slack job friend gotta go save them. So it's got a weird mechanic where like your friend is the exit, you have to find him to get out of the stage. So you're trying nope. to get rid of illegal alien? Oh oh man. Alright. I mean when Game you put it like three. that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just like laughs> that. Uh, tell me they I mean do they say that at some point, John? I don't think so. How no. do you eventually stop the aliens? Don't well, you just, you say just keep, you build blow the wall, them up. Build oh, okay. Build the wall. I mean, <laughs> say, don't this, say the wall. This, don't say the wall. <laughs> this game was released in what, like ninety-seven? Okay, I somehow I knew it was the nineties. I mean, this game was released in ninety-seven, so clearly they hadn't got to that the illegals build the wall point yet. I mean, not not like. On a presidential level, but yeah, I'm sure there was some some redneck somewhere was grumbling about that shit. Yeah, they didn't have the internet yet. Yeah, exactly. There were no, you know, they weren't in those news groups just to talk <laughs> the about rednecks building the wall. are just now getting the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alt dot build the wall. Right. <laughs> they're still in the uh, they're still in the dark ages of the internet. You know, God help us when the rednecks reach like modern internet. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm reading the uh, the wiki page about this and. Johnny, you know, you mentioned the alcohol power-up, which is nice, but what about these other power-ups? Um, you can get pork rinds? Mm-hmm. And goo-goo clusters? Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. now Whoa. see, that is almost enough to make me give all this, you know, hideous redneck shit, like, some kind of pass, because a game that acknowledges goo-goo clusters as, like, <laughs> something that's fantastic and could be used as a power-up in a game, it's like, okay, these motherfuckers did their homework, like, you know, <laughs> so they went to a Cracker Barrel gift shop and were like, how, which of these things could be power-ups? <laughs> See, that's where, like, at some point, it's just... Oh yeah, you know we're gonna make fun of all the like Southern Hick rednecks and everything, but we're gonna have Goo Goo clusters as power ups. Like, okay, somebody from Mississippi was on your dev team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he hated it, but he got a lot of nice, <laughs> you know, nice little references in there. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, you God, get I... to shop at a Piggly Wiggly. Oh, that, you know, Johnny, that should happen. Is that yeah. like are all the safe points Piggly Wigglies? They should be. They really should be. <laughs> be like the save rooms in Metroid. Just yeah, they're all piggly wigglies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no. I mean, this. Uh, yeah, I would like to say this sounds cool. It doesn't, John. It's uh, you know what a what a what a mess. Yeah, the music is really something in this. <laughs> I'm loving the music. It's I I really do love this music. Like it's so good. It, I mean, Not honestly, it, it was growing on me after a minute. I was a little put off by how much it was about, like, I'm going to get my woman drunk. It's like, that your message? <laughs> you know, is, are we going to sing about anything else? And then they start singing about actual, like, rednecks shooting aliens. I'm like, okay, now I'm buying back in a little bit. Thank you, <laughs> Mojo Nixon, for fucking finally checking the notes on what they wanted you to make music about. <laughs> yeah, what I can't get over is uh, that this game has sequels and spinoffs. There's a Redneck Rampage series. John. Isn't there one where you get to play as the deer? Um, I know that there's uh, there's a deer hunting game. I don't know if you play as the deer, but I do know that there's a there's a spinoff called um, Redneck Rampage Rides Again, uh, where you have to go out to air, to Area 69, which nice. is, oh, it's great. Edgy. There's an off there's an off road Redneck Racing, a spinoff spinoff racing game. 
I was just about to say, as soon as you said Redneck Rampage so, spinoff, like, please tell me there's a fucking kart racer. So NASCAR? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's a NASCAR <laughs> game. It's actually NASCAR 99. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, and then I always thought Redneck there's... Rampage itself was a racing game. I guess I never really paid close attention to it. I must have been conflating it with fucking somewhere between, like, Carmageddon and, like, Big Mother Truckers. I, uh, I thought Redneck Rampage was just a fucking, like, a twisted metal type game, but with, uh, with rednecks. So, you know, yeah, you know, my poor, uh, misguided brain just never bothered plugging this into my Mac. Yeah, and there's an add-on available, the Cuss Pack, which, uh... What does it do? It adds stronger language to the game. <laughs> stronger language? Yeah, which I feel like when this came out in 97, I was pretty impressed by a game saying fuck, you know? Wow, like, really impressed. Cause, well, because I was, I was 12, so, you know, it's like, yeah, like, who's, you know, you can't say fuck in video games. That's crazy. I mean, I think mean, of Johnny, other games you in had a Genesis, so you saw blood in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's not blood. swearing. <laughs> yeah. Get the blood fuck fine, over here. David. Yeah. The minute swearing... Goro says fuck. Yeah. Oh, hang on. God. Swearing that... and titties are issues. <laughs> blood is fine. Nobody cares about violence. That's fine. Mm-hmm. God bless America. God, it would have been great if like Mortal Kombat 3 came along and Shao Kahn had a big set of titties and said, you fuck. It would have just... <laughs> Fuck on me. Adults only. <laughs> Could you imagine Goro if instead of four arms it was four titties? Oh, see. Oh, I, I am. I feel like that's no, going to wind it, up it, as a radio David, clip. David, stay off my deviant art, please. Yeah. Uh, you're cheating, David. You're cheating for these jokes. <laughs> um. Wow, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the cuss pack now, and yeah, it was a, a downloadable add on for $1 with a credit card to make sure that. Whoever bought it was actually of age, because only of age people would have access to a credit card, of course. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. That's that's your preventative measure. Can't let little kids hear that you say the word fuck. Mm, no. Certainly not. But uh, yeah, but their parents otherwise just let them play Redneck Rampage would be just fine, but you can't download the cuss pack without a credit card. <laughs> Does it list what um, words come with the cuss pack? Yeah, Johnny. I'm looking up now to see if... Uh... If I can find anything here, but I don't know. Damn. No, it just says that it's, um... It's like, I'll take they're all deemed too crude for the retail version of the game, plus oh. some newly recorded material. Johnny, I found a clip that says Redneck Cuss Pack every clip. Do you just want to play this on the show? Oh, yes, please. Oh, man. Can, can you... I'll, I'm not set up to do that. Yeah, hold on. Let me, no, let me... Can, okay. I, can I send you something in the chat window? You, uh, I think so. Can you get a YouTube video can going you on the show? Yeah, I can I can do that. All right. I was just say, it. how long is it? Are we gonna spend like twenty five minutes on the Nin- show? Ninety to seconds. It? it says cuss pack every oh, clip. Okay. We want to. It's only ninety it seconds. Yeah. So apparently they really go through them. Oh God, I'm nervous. All right. Oh, give me a second. Okay, here we go. Come on, boy, shit, get off the pot, will you? Well, shit, fire and fuck me running. I could eat a buffalo's ass through an electric fence. I farted, it's wet, and I don't want to move. Chew on that, you pile of crap. Eat lead, you shit monkey. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Damn, you suck. I'm so hungry I'd eat the ass end of a menstrual skunk. Damn it, open up. Damn it, open up. Die, you son of a bitch. You are lower than 
catfish crap. <laughs> Come on, squeal like a pig. <laughs> you dumbass. Fucking kick your fucking ass. Fuck. Oh shit. Boy, you are slowing shit through a funnel. Holy shit, we got company. Oh Jesus Christ, you got fuck nut. I'm gonna fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck off my land! <laughs> you son of a bitch and fuck not! <laughs> well, my asshole is itching. Ow, fucker! Hey, motherfucker! Clear the fuck off! Get the fuck out of my way! <laughs> I'll kick your fucking ass, you fucking... I'm the designated ass kicker! Fucking puke face! I am Lester T. Hobbs! I can have sex with any dang animal I want to! Male, female, and... Free, fucker! I am the law, Lester T. Hobbs! Take this one in your face, motherfucker! Only one female clip in the whole thing? <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm kind of amazed that there's a female character at all. Yeah, no, honestly. Jesus Christ. Man, our free play jingles just get weirder and weirder. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, yeah, Johnny, I forbid you for making soundboard clips out of any of that. I don't want that to ever come back on the show. <laughs> Too late. Jesus. There's some Although good... I do kind of like that... One of the cuss quotes is like, pile of crap. Yeah, oh, crap. <laughs> you're, you're lower than catfish crap. Which <laughs> I'm pretty sure my godfather said that to me at some point. <laughs> like, <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> this shit comes up, man. This, you know, uh, uh, Those were some redneck colloquialisms, man. That was some actual, that was some real shit. Uh, they did the research. Yeah, I mean, Minstrel Skunk was a little crude. Uh, <laughs> a little? A, a little, John. <laughs> you know. Just a little bit. Really to eat the skunk out while it's on its period. It's gross enough to eat out a skunk. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's why you pay the extra dollar for the menstrual part. <laughs> I want that to be the episode title. It's gross enough to eat out a skunk. <laughs> oh, there's going to be so many episode titles. This is going to be fucking nasty. Anyway, John, that you know that was a disgusting and delightful divergence. Um, anything else on the uh, the Redneck Rampage? Nope, I got nothing. No, I don't either. Jesus Christ, I need a shower. How do you Game top that? three.
So uh, this game uh, includes no health bar, um, the ability to um, deflect bullets, and uh, has a real-time conversation system that the player can interrupt. How you guys feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Not great, man. Can you give me one more uh, go on the trivia? Yeah, okay. So this game has no health bar. Uh, you can deflect bullets with your sword. And the game has a real-time conversation system that you can interrupt. Like, while they're talking, you can just start talking over 
Oh. So yeah, this game is cool. <laughs> and uh oh fuck. John said Fallout Shelter. That's incorrect. John he said uh some kind of is he th- some guy's throwing poop? <sighs> He's at- supposed to be smoking a cigarette or looking out over the city. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Very drive of you, John. Um and uh <laughs> David has the correct answer, Katana Zero. This is Katana Zero, um, and this game is fucking rad. I think rad is a great word for it. Um, it uh, First off, it reminds me a lot of Hotline Miami, because um, one, the music is very reminiscent of Hotline Miami. Uh, two, um, the way the game plays is kind of like, like, you know, in Hotline Miami, you have like a room or a series of rooms set out. And there's dudes in those rooms. And you have to, like, get in there and kill them quick before they kill you. And it's, like, you know, the quick respawn. So, like, when you die, you don't get as frustrated because you can just keep going at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Katana uh, or Katana Zero is just like that, and except from, like, a uh, 2D, um, like, side on the side. And um, so you're, like, the samurai dude. Um, well, he's a guy in a bathrobe with a katana blade. <laughs> and so, you know, so you have doors me. you can kick out. Yeah, it was basically you. <laughs> uh, you can, like, kick down doors and, um, you know, attack people. But, you know, if you get shot or hit, you're dead. So you have to basically kill people before they kill you. Um, you will die a lot. And the way it, wor- wor- way it plays out, like, story-wise is... Um, and th- technically you're thinking about what you're going to be doing and that's you actually playing it and then once you finish it like a screen pops up and it's like yeah that's how it'll work out and then it'll show you like a replay like surveillance camera showing you how you played and it's like that's what really happened it's weird um, the story is really fucking bonkers it's very Metal Geary. <laughs> like this, this is like this weird drug. Uh, people are trying to make these super soldiers, and now they're trying to, you know, get rid of the super soldiers. But you're like, um, like an assassin. You end up meeting this like little girl, and you become friends with her. And it's real weird. A lot of um, like crazy dreams. There's a therapist you talk to to get your medication every day. And, like, basically he's putting this, like, super soldier drug into you so you can keep doing hits and stuff. Um, it's wild. It's it's crazy. It's a really fun game. It's on everything now, I think. Um, I just got it on Game Pass. And, uh... No way! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, and it's cool, like, the little samurai guy, whenever you pop into a level, um, it shows him put, like, earbuds in. And then on the bottom, it shows, like, what song he's listening to, and that's what song you're listening to in the game. Nice. And that's, like, it's kind of cool. And, like, the way the conversation thing works is, like, um, you know, they talk, and there's, like, a little a bar with the, a meter filling up. And there's, like, a red space where you can just interrupt them, like, you know, I just want to get through this. Fuck you. And, like, 
Um, a lot of times that are like upset people and um, it can really like fuck up your progress. Like there's like this one part where this girl thinks you're a cosplayer and she goes on and on and on about it. And if you're patient with her and you know talk to her, then like later on in the level, like uh, some cops will show up and she'll be right there. And they're like, hey, why is he all dressed funny? And she'll be like, oh, he's just cosplaying. And then he'll be like, oh, well, okay. Uh, you can keep going. <laughs> but if, like, you're a jerk to her, then, you know, she'll remember that and fuck you over. Um, it's it's a real, it's really cool game. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it looks dope. Awesome. I, I had kind of forgotten about it. I totally now remember seeing, like, clips of it and being like, oh, yeah, that sounds fucking great and looks fucking great uh again yeah the soundtrack's dope i love the fucking the 80s like coloring of it and just the whole vibe yeah of it. you know the hotline miami comparison doesn't do it for me as much I, I i really tried to give hotline miami its fair shake but like i mean i think it's better than hotline miami see I, and i'm all for that like hotline miami it was too it was a little too gross for me like it was just that whole dingy you know, nasty vibe was not really for me. If this has a little bit less of that and a little bit more ninja action and it's some more, like side scrolling, like you know, cool. Yeah, like there's like you know blood spurts, but it's more like a samurai type blood spurt. You know, the like samurai movies. Oh so. yeah, no, I'm all for some bloods. I'm you know, I, I like some blood spurts. Don't get me wrong. It's like the you know the Hotline Miami had like that kind of like rapey, like really gross oh, yeah, vibe yeah. to it, and I'm just like, no, I don't know if that really does it for me. It, the age that I'm at, <laughs> like so. No, it's not rapey at all. Good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Zero percent ra uh, rapey. That's you know, that's a ringing endorsement for it over Hotline Back Miami. Back the box quote. <laughs> Game that tune approved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rated M for mature. How, parentheses. Not not rapey though. Like, cool. <laughs> but yeah. No. It, it looks fucking dope. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one that flew past my radar for the time being. But like. I'll be keeping an eye on the Switch eShop. I'm not a Game Pass man like you, Jesse. But uh, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for this because yeah, uh, I like I like a lot of the uh, the vibe of this game. Like it's uh, it's looking super dope. Johnny, did you get a chance to play this yet, or are you just downloading it right this minute? I I mean I'm about to. I I uh, I've been watching some gameplay footage what you guys have been talking about, and this looks like it's right up my alley. Yeah, I, this looks awesome. I, felt 100% it was a Johnny game. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm, I, I want to fire up Steam, but my keyboard is loud. I can't type while we do the show, so I can't go buy it right now. <laughs> if the soundboard starts going wild, you know Johnny got too drunk and tried to download a Steam game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, David, not to leave you out, man, uh, you know, do you have uh, thoughts and opinions on the, uh, the kind of neo-noir, uh, you know, vibe and the, the Katana Zero? This is one of those games that is sitting comfortably on my Switch wish list. Like, I have probably about 20 games sitting on that eShop wish list. Like, oh yeah, I want to play that. And then I have not yet gotten to it. Um, but I remember when this game was announced um, on one of those like Nindy showcases. Like, this looks fucking great. It's it's really fun. Um, I'm, I think I'm almost close to beating it and I just started playing it the last week so I've been going through it I know uh, uh, Messenger was speaking very highly of it as well in the Discord ah yes 
uh, Alex Messenger, of course, of uh, of EGM Journey, uh, maybe the second best podcast in Erie, Pennsylvania. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, Jesse. Th- yeah, this game it, it looks fucking tight. Uh, again, uh, fantastic soundtrack. Do you have a uh, a composer shout out on this one? Because I feel like you must. It's it just it's just too delightful. Uh, yeah, it's um, oh, uh, Ludowick and Bill Kylie. Okay, yeah, uh, that is getting into Game of the Tune Radio just as soon as it possibly can. Not during yeah, the show, good. Johnny. Seriously, keep your cans off the keyboard. I don't want to hear the soundboard going off. But uh, yeah, that that was that was some good shit, man. That was uh, God. I love that you know that vibe. It's uh, it's been speaking to me more and more lately. And you know, that, again, that's why I tried to try out Hotline Miami. It's like, hey, I, I like the sound of this. And then you get into the game, and I don't like the vibe of it. So if this game combines the sound and a a little bit better vibe and just a little bit more fantasy, you know, like, fantastical realism, then I'm all the way in on this game. This game sounds fucking great. Like, it's very Metal Gear-y. Now you're speaking my language. Jesse, just mention how Metal Gear things are every time you need to sell me a game. Like, on the scale of one to Kojima... It's pretty Kojima. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it gets, uh, what, like, three and a half Kojimas out of five? I'm yeah. on a list of things Maybe that four you can Kojimas. rate on a scale of one to Kojima. Yeah, okay, you know, for the record, if you want to recommend things to me, start doing it on a scale of, uh, you know, uh, out of five Kojimas. Uh, fractional <laughs> Kojimas are acceptable, so yeah, just remember that for future reference. <laughs> I will respond to that every time the right way. Uh, that's that's fucking great. Um, great game, great soundtrack, fantastic pick, Jesse. And uh, Johnny, I think we gotta keep it moving, man. Game four.
Yeah. Woo. Um, nearly every vehicle in this game is based on a real-world car, obviously without using any license names. Uh, some of the cars include the Lotus Esprit GT1, the Ferrari F40 GTE, the Chevrolet Lumina NASCAR, the 1995 Toyota Supra JGTC, and the Fucking good. Good. Best I've ever felt. Probably wrong. Invincible boys. Let's hear it, you hot shots. 
Uh, oh man, Johnny says Top Gear the game, as though Top Gear is not already a game. Uh, he's incorrect. Jesse says Dick Carr, which is pretty fantastic and might get him a point out of consolation. And David says Cars. Sadly incorrect, David. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's sadly no Lightning McQueen in this game. Uh, though, you know, in, uh, in doing a little research you, for this game... You it, said it had the same title. It had the same title as a uh, Cars game called Cars colon Hot Shot Racing. That's right, Potna. This is Hot Shot Racing. I was about to say, if you said it had the same title, Cars, colon, the video game, I was going to be really pissed <laughs> you off. You forgot the colon and the video game. Way to go, David. Um, no, see, colon, the video game is implied. How many games, I feel like there's only a few games that actually made the, you know, like, the phrase, the video game, that explicit. I feel like, and Cars wasn't one of them. I feel like if, if the Cars video game came out, they called it Cars, or they called it Cars Hot Shot Racing, but like... What was it, like, Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official video game of the movie? Or, you know, what other games actually said, colon, the video game? Uh, Street Fighter the movie, the game. See, I don't think it said that. I feel like it did, though. <laughs> It'd be such a fucking awesome thing to actually see on an arcade cabinet. Street Fighter the movie, colon, the game. <laughs> Pardon me for a moment while I Google this real quick. Yeah, anyway, so, you know, while everybody's trying to think of games that were called something, colon, the game. Uh, this is Hot Shot Racing. Have any of you guys gotten a chance to play Hot Shot Racing? I have not, no. I'm not surprised, John. Um, Jesse, you, uh, has Hot Shot Racing turned up on Game Pass yet? Um, oh, the virtual, uh, virtual racer-looking game? Oh, I, I, I wasn't going to say that yet. That's you know that is ultimately something it reminds me of. But yeah, it's oh uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, I have it, played that. It is fun. Oh, you played this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, this game's pretty dope. David, did you get a chance? Um, I want to take this segment to say that the correct title is Street Fighter colon the movie. People later added on the game. <laughs> yeah, it, it's to differentiate Street Fighter the movie the game from Street Fighter the movie, which was based on Street Fighter the game. It's uh, it's it's just uh, the the. All of that is just a long-winded way of me saying no. I have not played this. Aw, oh, dang. Uh, you know this game is pretty fun. Uh, I was right on the verge of choosing this with the uh, caveat that I do not recommend this game because man, <laughs> I was playing this and I was just about finished. Uh, you know it's. It's a pretty fun game. So it's Hot Shot Racing. It's uh, developed by... I'm sorry, I had it, I had it here. It's definitely... Uh, it, it involves Sumo Digital, uh, who have worked on many uh, worthwhile games. And for a time, I thought this might not be one of them. But Sumo Digital did like Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. I thought, okay, these guys know what they're doing with a racing game. This is going to be some dope shit. And, uh, you know, I downloaded it, got excited about it. Uh, played through like the uh, the normal cup. There's uh, it's it's kind of your standard Mario Kart. There's 16 tracks, you know, split into four Grand Prix, and you try and earn a gold. And you got normal, you got hard, and you got expert difficulty. And I got the gold on all the normal courses. Great. So I bump it up to hard. 
and then all of a sudden I can't get a fucking like metal to save my fucking life. This game, it actually does get very hard and unenjoyably <laughs> hard. And something goes wrong in those harder difficulties. It's wild, man. This shit is unforgiving. It goes from, like, normal, have some fun, and, like, win an easy gold medal to, like, arcade fuck you hard in one difficulty setting. It's it's crazy how unfun this game gets and how you just, you got a white knucklet starting at the second difficulty. And apparently if you do if you beat it on, you know, hard and then expert, it's also like Mario Kart. You unlock mirror. So it's you know, it gets even harder. Um, God damn, John, you are selling this game like you don't you don't even you don't even understand, man. Like GDT has sold me two games tonight. Yeah. No, I mean honestly, <laughs> that's the thing. So like I said, I was gonna not recommend it based on how much I wasn't enjoying the single player mode. Like you know, it's it's got a cool vibe. It's a '90s throwback. It's got the polygonal cars. It looks like Virtua Racing. It reminds you. It plays a lot like Ridge Racer. Uh, it's reminiscent in some cases of... Wait, I wouldn't what say game? Ridge Racer? Wait, is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's... Ridge Racer! It's Ridge Racer. Okay, that one. Okay, David said it right. Damn it, I was building to that. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be like, that Stone Cold Cold response, like, you know, like what? Oh, you know, it's Ridge Racer. What? Ridge Racer. <laughs> and then ultimately the, you know, the drawn-out eye, but thank you, David. Um... That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I was, you know, I was gonna say it, it doesn't really have the moments of being reminiscent of Outrun very much, uh, even though I guess it is inspired by that, uh, except for maybe like say like some of the coastal settings. Uh, it's reminiscent of Daytona USA. It's just rem- reminiscent of those arcade polygonal, uh, you know, kind of like Sega uh, fucking racing games, and it's pretty fucking great, man. It's it's you know the cars look cool. It's got a cool blocky ve- uh, blocky uh, aesthetic to it. It's colorful as shit. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of diversity. There's not a whole lot of diversity to the environment. It's got like a mountain, a desert, coast, and like a city, and they do different tracks through those. But you know, it, it, it looks cool. Uh, music's tight. Gameplay's good. Um, and then yeah, it just gets hard in those second cups, and I just I hmm. almost like didn't want to play it anymore. Um, like the mechanic, you know, you got to. Uh, in order to, you know, really, like, master the game, you gotta do a lot of drifting, which, you know, I'm, I'm down for a drift, I'm a Mario Kart boy, I, I, do, I do some drifting, jump into those turns and whatnot, uh, but the drift, uh, builds your boost meter, and so then you can, uh, it builds it section by section, so you can build it up and start using it, so it's also a little bit reminiscent of Burnout, where you get, like, uh, some boost meter for doing some more dangerous driving, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then you can also slipstream with the other cars. So if you're directly behind another car, you start picking up speed, and you can do some kind of cool slingshot maneuvers. And that shit, it's useful from such a long distance. It's the thing you have to do to keep yourself in the game. Because at those harder difficulties, the computer players just pack up. Like, it's it's crazy trying to play the Grand Prix on the hard difficulty, because, like, you got seven computer cars moving and weaving in and out of each other constantly in just like this swarm and you're trying to like penetrate it and pass and like try to make your move and if you make one wrong move like on a curve if you start you know like if you do a boost and then try to drift past some guys and take first someone's gonna come and like pit maneuver you and bump your ass and it's not like you know sonic or mario kart where it's a little forgiving you kind of swerve back and get back on the course like you hit that wall you're stuck dead in your tracks and the rest of the race has gone without you like you make one mistake and you're fucked 
it's so tough. <laughs> so God damn it. It, de- it demands so- some like kart racing or like some you know some arcade racing perfection starting at like the second difficulty. It's wild. Oh, I gotta play this right now. I love <laughs> games that fuck you hard. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. And like, I'm all for that. But like, with some modern touches, like, uh, like games that re- games where you get killed over and over again, but restart, you know, pr- uh, pretty close to where you were, don't frustrate me as much. But like, when a game is arcade hard like this, and you get wiped out, and it ruins your race. And you hit restart, and it restarts you at the beginning of the Grand Prix, not at the beginning of that race. Now uh. we got a now we got a problem. That's that's some old shit. That's done. Like I, I don't like that shit. Yeah. So it's uh, it's old school, baby. It's it's old school hard. And you know, for that reason, I was just about done with it. I, I was about to delete it and just never play it again because I wasn't having fun with it. And then I had a buddy come stay with me. You know, my buddy Tony's here right now. Uh, He's not on the show. He should be. I should have had a a special house guest edition to gain that tune from my man Tony, though he also said, no, I don't want to be on your podcast. Uh, uh, He's staying with me, and we played some two-player on this shit. And this is a fun game when you're playing two players. They've got some fun modes. you got some fucking... You can do a two-player Grand Prix. You can do a head-to-head race. And then they've got a cops and robbers mode. Uh, where you're trying to evade the cops and they're, the cops are trying to damage your car and it gives you the ultimate punishment. Um, if you if you get destroyed, it turns you into a cop and then you have to join the cops to take down the remaining racers. So like you can win if you've been turned into a cop by destroying the remaining racers and the remaining racers win if they complete the race without being destroyed. It's kind of like a fun little, uh, little versus destruction mode. And they have a mode based basically on the movie Speed. It's called... I can't remember what exactly it's called, but it's basically like, you know, stay above this speed or your car's going to explode mode. And so it's a race where basically, yeah, you, you fuck up uh, and have to slow down for some reason, your car's going to explode. And it's so it's just a cool, like, eliminator race. And this game is so much more fun when you're sitting with a buddy on the, t- on the couch playing that shit. Like, I was so frustrated playing this game solo and then you know me and tony got together and played some of that shit and it's like you know actually this game i might not delete it i think i'm keeping this this uh this is fun it's a lot of fun so yeah and it's got four player local like if we get together we all gotta play this this is this is the kind of game where like you, you, you feel so much less cynical in playing a game when you and a three buddies are fucking each other over versus when you are getting fucked over by seven computer players. It's a phenomenon in games. Like, it's just more fun despite the weird difficulties when you're playing with your friends. That's just, I, I, you know, something I realized playing this game uh, in the lead-up to the show. So, I'm, uh, I honestly, I've gotten to the point where I'm enjoying it. I'm never going to attempt to play the single-player Grand Prix mode ever again. Like, I have no interest in doing that. I don't, you know, I'm not like Johnny. I don't, you know, just take my belt off and start putting welts on my back. Uh, you know, <laughs> I like to enjoy the games that I play. And so I found a way to enjoy this game, and I'm very happy that I did. <laughs> so it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's got a, it's got that great 90s blocky vibe. Like I said, uh, you know, uh, reminds you of virtual racing. It just reminds you of all that old school, like, Saturn PlayStation shit. Uh, the characters are great. Uh, they've all got you know cool cars. You can customize the cars that, and it just it's all cosmetic. 
The endings are great. They've just got these little vignette endings for each character. So, like, I've been playing as uh, Marcus, the Jamaican guy, who seems to be just like a riff on Usain Bolt. Like, he's a Jamaican guy who's obsessed with being the fastest person in the world. And, uh... You know, so you, you beat the game with him, and he's, you know, telling the story like, you know, I thought uh, after my, you know, career in track and field was over, I would never be get to be fast again. And it's like him leaning against the car. It's just got this, like, slick vibe. It's like him, you know, leaning on the car with the sunset, and then, like, the camera shifts, and he's looking at an airplane, and it ends with him, like, flying a fighter jet. Like, you know, speed is only, uh, you know, he, he just, he does, like, this whole... Just a little, you know, cool vignette about how, like, you know, you gotta keep going fast. I'm like, this is some 90s arcade ending type shit. I'm, uh, I'm super into this. So, you know, if I had the desire to keep playing the single player mode and unlocking those endings, I'd get them for everybody. But yeah, it's, uh, not something I desire to do. What I want to do is get all of us together and play the game. Because the hmm. game's fun. Johnny, have you downloaded the game yet? I, as soon as I can touch my keyboard again, I'm doing oh, it. Right, shit. I forgot you. Uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've got you tracked within the confines of the show. Anyway, uh, game's good. Soundtrack just fine. Uh, you know the uh, composer Jason Heine, uh, <laughs> hilariously juvenile name. It's, it's it's probably Jason Hine or Hain or something, but it's spelled Heine, so we're gonna be childish about it. Uh, you know, good soundtrack. He tried to, you know, obviously it, uh, uh, invoke or evoke feelings of that '90s arcade racing style. So, like, uh, like the live viewers tonight got the short versions of the songs. Obviously, podcast listeners will get the longer versions, which is reminiscent of that Outrun style music. You know, it goes five or six minutes without looping. I like that in a racing game song. I like a song that's, you know, gonna. It's made to be the length of a race. Without looping, that's a it's a nice touch, and so you know, pretty good soundtrack for a pretty good game that will be a lot more fun when I get the chance to play it with you guys, and uh, you know that's how I'm going to speed through this thing, man. I'm not going to slow down, Johnny. It's time to move on. Game five.
Alright, this game <clears throat> is our fan request. Um, the soundtrack for this game was made by the same guy who did the soundtrack for the original film. Alright, let's see those answers. And uh, Johnny drew Seriously, Johnny? a dick <laughs> wow. with an axe. Not surprising. Hat. And John and David both say uh, Friday the 13th, the game. Which is uh, correct. Sorry. I figured. I'm sorry, I, I fucking botched that. I, uh, I love that the final game of the show. Was an answer to something we were saying on uh, you know the previous discussion. Yeah, that Friday was, the Thirteenth colon the game. That was not even planned. This was our fan request. It was request. not. That really worked out. <laughs> uh, Silver Nova in the Discord requested this. Great request. He says that this game uh, reminds him of uh, is it Dead by Daylight? Yeah, which mm. is um, which is a game that actually came out before Friday the Thirteenth. Which is very similar. Um, it is a game where like a certain amount of people play uh, as like survivor, like people that are trying to get away from the one person who gets to play as the killer. And so in Friday the Thirteenth, obviously you get to be Jason, or um, I guess depending on which skin, you could be his mother. Because spoiler alert, uh, right? Jason, aka the Jace Jace. Oh yeah, the Jace Jace. If you've yeah, here comes the Jace Jace. Yeah, that's a good video. 
Um, but but yeah. say, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone refer to Jason Voorhees as the Jace Jace. <laughs> well, you haven't <laughs> heard twelve-year-old okay. kids play Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that, yeah, so. that's uh, that's a pretty me and Jesse uh, and like Laser Time inside thing. There's a classic clip of the Laser Time guys playing this game with what turned out to be like a little kid, and yeah, they're all playing, and then you just hear this kid go, "Here comes the Jace Jace," and they're just like. What the fuck? <laughs> just like the Jace Jace? That is. I'm just know. imagining like Jason takes Manhattan with someone like, oh fuck, the Jace Jace. Like, yeah. wait, no, I don't remember that from. Fucking run, y'all, it's the Jace Jace! Like, no, nobody in a movie, even as bad as the, uh, the Friday the 13th sequels got, nobody would say the Jace Jace. <laughs> Because nobody's familiar. Nobody has that level of familiarity with Jason. You don't fucking call him the Jace Jace. You know that that's a pet name. That's what his wife calls him. You know. Yeah, you th- I think his mom to... might call him that. That's true. You're Ma- not yeah, on that. Le- you're not on that level. It's Mister Voorhees, if you please. Exactly, it's Mister Voorhees, if you're nasty. <laughs> Wait, is Jason married? Is that canon? I don't think he is. I've never seen a Friday the Thirteenth movie, so I have no what? idea. What? This is God no. Don't, don't say what? what. He drew a dick with an axe for his answer. He obviously has never seen these movies. I mean, that's true. The first song featured, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he immediately drew a dick with an axe. Right. Jason no. doesn't even use an axe. He uses a machete. He well, didn't even put a, a hockey mask on the dick. Well, in this, uh, you can use an axe as Jason. Still, <laughs> Johnny didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but the question is, can you use a sleeping bag as a weapon? Arguably one of Jason's best kills. <laughs> yeah, okay, see, David's the person to talk about the great kills that are, you know, uh, a- able to be replicated within the game. Because, you know, I'm not the uh, Friday the 13th expert, you know, myself. I'm aware of it. I've seen it. But I haven't seen it in 25 years. And horror is not really my thing. But that is still to, you know, to wave something in Johnny's face. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> like, oh, God, Johnny. I would love it if there were unlockable weapons in this game that just references Jason's best kills. Like, you could get a machete, a sleeping bag, a vat of liquid nitrogen. Well, I think he has a lot of, like, environmental-based kills. So, like, if you're yeah. near a, a sleeping bag, I think you will kill them with a sleeping bag. Dope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. David's bought all the way in. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking at it now, and so I guess they have a bunch of you're playing as camp counselors in the game. Yeah, yeah, and some of them are from the actual movies. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Uh, David, they they've got a camp counselor voiced by Christina V. All right. Yep. So, I'm sold. You know, David's I am halfway there. Sold. <laughs> Man, we're selling uh, games left and right tonight. <laughs> Yeah, the the rest of these names I don't recognize as much. Obviously, I'm uh, lost on if these are movie references or not. But uh, you know, I, I do know that there's this thing, and see, it, you know, it's lost on me. I'm sad that it's lost on me because it's Halloween, it's Spooky Month. You know, I I feel like there's no excuse for me not having seen like at least five or six Friday the Thirteenth movies. Um, but I know a lot of people have their mind blown when you could play as Tommy Jarvis in this game. Yep. Um. He's, you know, Johnny, do you want to explain who Tommy Jarvis is? I think he's the guy that dies in the first movie. No. Nope. Damn that's, it. that's Jason. <laughs> uh, I, I believe Tommy Jarvis is the son of the original 
Jarvis uh, from Iron Man's suit. <laughs> from and, Iron Man's uh, suit. Yeah, Jarvis from Iron Man's suit. That's the one. Um, <laughs> okay, not gonna lie. The next Jason movie should have Jason getting an Iron Man suit. Oh my god, and the voice inside of it is that of Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> That's a really good idea, David. Yeah. Jason, Could I'm controlling you... your fucking suit. I'm gonna kill you. What, you, you don't you have imagine... anything to say to that? Could you imagine if, like... Iron Man hovers over a bunch of, like, teenagers in the middle of having sex, the mask lifts open, and there's a hockey mask inside. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man, yeah. Or just a, just a, a, a horror Jason movie himself starring is I- a whole Iron Man thing, so, like, it just reveals, like, a, a shriveled, sad, dead kid inside <laughs> of, you know, a Jason body. <laughs> God. So, okay, so Friday the 13th movie, but it's Iron Man doing the kills the whole movie until the very end when they reveal it's Jason inside the Iron Man suit. I would love Tony. to see a horror, a horror movie with Iron Man in it. Jason is going around killing people. Like, the teenagers try to stop him, so they set him on fire, and the fire just reveals an Iron Man suit underneath. Dude, I'm into it, honestly. And then, I mean, God, Iron Man versus fucking Freddy would be just fantastic. <laughs> like, uh, there's uh, a lot to unpack there. But yeah, um, you know, again, like a lot of this stuff, it's, it's lost on me, unfortunately. I'm, I'm not the biggest uh, horror or Friday the 13th fan, but I recognize its potential for really fun gameplay. I mean, like, getting to play as Jason and, like, have the superpowered ability to pick off other characters is really fun. <laughs> Because uh, yeah, I, I, I think in the videos this... I've seen of this, it's exceedingly difficult to win if you're not Jason. <laughs> As I say, it's like, I love how this game is one game, but somehow it manages to divide into two separate, like, completely different campaigns. Like, either it's a really intense survival horror game, or either it's a really fun, empowering action game where you just go around fucking up everyone in your way. Yeah, both sound good for different reasons. Like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's cool. It, it's got its appeal for like both uh, for both sides. I like the asymmetrical gameplay, and I you know I like the idea of getting to play as Jason and just like fucking everybody up, but also like trying to strategize, you know, and find a way to kill Jason. And you know, but I, I do like that initially. It seemed like people were trying to figure this game out and it's like yeah this is fucking impossible like you can't do this and uh, I guess ultimately they did find ways uh, namely Tommy Jarvis but uh, yeah no it's cool it's it's uh, it sucks that you know it, it kind of came and went it seems like the kind of game that would have been perfect for like Wii U you know you talk about that asymmetrical gameplay put the guy with uh, you know the Jason powers on the gamepad Put the other guys holding Wii remotes. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I see like, where this you're is, going. This should have been a land in Nintendo Land. <laughs> I see where you're Probably going with this, but I also land. love the idea of like, all right, here's a game where you just massacre people with a machete. This has Nintendo fan written all over it. Well, they had yeah. Zombie U. Oh, uh, yeah, That's Zombie just, U. Okay, yeah. we discussed what this earlier, classic. David. The line is titties and swearing. Okay, violence is fine. Nothing wrong violence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Smash Brothers doesn't have any titties or any swearing in it yet, David. But <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> 
It has titties. They're not just like bouncing around. Like fine, okay. It doesn't have any nipples, David. Okay. Kirby's kind of like I a mean, big tit. Kirby is one big titty. And, uh, See, I was gonna go the zero suit Samus direction, but if you want to go Kirby, fine. Let's go Kirby. I mean, just saying in terms of shape. Uh, yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, I mean the fact that he's just like a perfect pink sphere. Yeah, Kirby's pretty much a titty. Yeah, he's just a nipple from space. He's great. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Friday the 13th is pretty great. And Johnny, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to scold you too much on not having seen these movies. I'm going to scold you a good bit. Because, I mean, seriously, like, you know, do you have you seen any horror movies ever? Uh, the Cabin in the Woods. I've seen that. See, that barely counts. The thing is, is a lot of these movies okay, were good ways for us to see tits and stuff, you know? Exactly, Johnny. <laughs> we all yeah, like this, titties and blood. I had this thing. It was called a modem. And I got on <laughs> the internet, and it let me see titties all the time. And blood? No, but I wasn't looking for that, though. <laughs> hey, you serious, John? As early as, like, 1991, 92, yep. you had a modem and the ability to download titties? Yeah. 94, we got our first modem, oh. so not that early, but... Yeah. Johnny, I was well into my should-not-have-been-watching-these-movies-for-years phase by 1994. <laughs> like, you know, I had, I had a friend of mine that was born on October 13th, and so he got to have a Friday the 13th sleepover every single year and we just watch these movies and i usually <laughs> tapped out after the first one because i was a few years younger and i went home but the point <laughs> is these movies were made available for kids at an inappropriate age and i saw them and yeah that's the difference between you and me johnny i was uh, i wanted to see the <laughs> violence and the titties and uh, you just wanted to fiddle around with your computer and watch your i don't know 90s family comedies. How many times have you seen Homeward Bound, John? <laughs> like ten times. I knew it! <laughs> Fun fact. Got him. Ask me um, about Step by Step. <laughs> God damn it. God. Um, fun fact. The first R-rated movie I ever saw in theaters was Freddy vs. Jason because it came out on my 17th birthday exactly. Mm-hmm. That was a good, good movie. times. Um, and I think shortly thereafter you and me went back and saw Terminator 3. Sadly yeah, lacking in the titty department. But, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty good in the crappy action department. <laughs> Which is weird because we both went in thinking like, oh hell yeah, Christiana Loken, yeah. and then Female nothing Terminator, out. there's gotta be a nipple. <laughs> it's just simple math. You see Schwarzenegger's ass every movie. That that nipple's showing up. Nope, it did not. So, there's my 17th seventeenth uh, anniversary frustration with Terminator 3 coming to light. <laughs> Goodness. No uh, no TX nipples. God, um, whoever has the next movie poll, uh, a Jason movie, has to be on there. And Terminator 3. Rise of the Machines, baby. David, we gotta go I back, man. <laughs> I was going to say, I really love the idea of, like, having a series of movies and us doing a commentary on one somewhere in the middle and none other. That's what's do up, a movie, man. Do a movie commentary for Terminator for 3 and then none of the others. Yeah, so it's going to be, like, Friday the 13th Part 4, Terminator 3, Live Free or Die Hard, um, 
We, I, I was gonna say Harry Flintstones Potter Fever Rock the Vegas. Deathly Hallows Part One. Yes, that's the that's the one. <laughs> that's the kicker. Yeah, God, these are all great. I've never seen uh, Terminator One or Two, so Terminator Three would be a good God, place to what start. What the fuck, man? <laughs> oh, John, you're you're gonna give me a goddamn heart attack. You've never seen my favorite movie of all time. This is upsetting. <laughs> Wait, oh. is it one or two? Two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nice. two. Like, man, John. Ah, yeah, you're, I think your 90s card is revoked, man. <laughs> you did not <laughs> Much exist like in the 90s. Much like Diplomatic Immunity by Danny fucking Glover in uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Your 90s card, it's just been revoked. Pain over! He killed that racist diplomat from South Africa and played the Toot Toot Sonic Warrior song. Lethal Weapon 2 is dope. Put that on the poll as well. Um, I mean, the fact that you owned a Sega Genesis and your 90s card has been revoked is pretty fucking impressive. It's telling, man. You know, you were a very 90s kid, except in a lot of the ways that it took to be a 90s kid, John. This is, uh, you know, it just, God, the tapestry just gets richer and richer. All the ways in which you just weren't the guy. <laughs> Does it get richer and richer? It sounds like it's getting way less richer. <laughs> yeah, the, the riches are discovering how fucking much you missed out on. It's it's bizarre. It's like an anti-tapestry. The house oh. of cards has fallen down, man. <laughs> house cards is building up, and the building blocks are Johnny sucks and didn't <laughs> see the right movies. <laughs> I had a Sega Genesis. God, you're like the most 90s kid ever. Wait, you only had a Sega Genesis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did you do any other 90s thing? No, but I really like Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Not 90s enough. <laughs> hey, I played Pogs. Get out of here. <laughs> we all play okay. Pogs, John. <laughs> anyway, uh, Friday the 13th, though. Fun game. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of fun. I, I feel like it it did kind of come and go. It, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a cool little game that was uh, kind of hot there for a minute. I, I enjoyed watching people play it on, you know, on Twitch and stuff. I never did get into it myself. But uh, I like it. I like the idea of a horror game based on a classic movie franchise with uh, with some asymmetrical gameplay. Like, that's the shit. And Jason is great for that. The logical sequel would be a Freddy game in which, like, somehow it takes place in dream worlds that are highly, like, uh, able to be manipulated. I think, you know, there's some great ideas out there. So, God, could you imagine a Freddy game that was basically like a Mario 64 whimsical platformer Except someone was stalking you to kill you. Sounds great. And like, but no, every now and then, but like every now and then, it was like the floor that tried to kill you. It would turn into (laughs) Freddy and try to fucking kill you. Or like, you know, Freddy would turn into a chain chomp and be like, "Hurt, hurt, bitch," and just (laughs) you know, bust out of that thing and kill your ass. Like, that sounds great, David. Okay, now you're talking like, you know, you want to talk about Nightmare in Dreamland? Like, let's let's do a platforming game in which any character can, like, Agent Smith itself into Freddy and kill your ass and call you a bitch. That is a fucking impossible game to design, but it sounds great. <laughs> I love the idea of Nights into Dreams, but Freddy Krueger. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> But almost every object can call you a bitch. It's, uh... God, that sounds good. Johnny, how many Freddy movies have you seen? 
Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is. John Harrington. Hell yeah! That's a that's a good feeling right there. Thank you, John, for uh, playing my uh, my jingle there. I know you could have given it to David. He and I are tied on the points, but uh, you know I uh, I appreciate you giving it to me because uh, you know it's a it's a great episode, and I've I've been feeling good about these uh, these games, and uh, I think I got I think I got a pretty good theme. So, you know, I, I, as I did recently, I, I'm, I'm trying to be a more open person. David, did you have some theme in mind for next week's episode? Do you want to, you want to like, you know, pitch on this a little bit? What do you, what do you, what are you thinking for the end of the month, man? The end of no. October is just around the corner. You know, it's, um, I'm going to throw it to you. You want it fair and square question mark? Uh, it's your theme. <laughs> I like fair and square with an asterisk. That's my kind of win right there, baby. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't like to, you know, necessarily follow all the trends and things. Yeah, you know, obviously it's been October. It's the month to, you know, be like Twitch streaming spooky games and playing horror themed things, and those aren't really my bag. And they're not really this show's bag, as we've demonstrated by Johnny having never seen a horror movie his in his entire life. Johnny, have you seen the movie What Lies Beneath? Nope. Okay, yeah, cool. I thought maybe <laughs> PG thirteen horror movie from nineteen ninety nine, maybe you would have just seen that bizarre shit for no reason. <laughs> Uh, you know, okay, so no. I was about to say, of all the movies, What Lies Beneath? Trying to think of a, uh, just a bizarre, out of nowhere fucking, <laughs> Stir like, of kind Echoes. of non-horror <laughs> horror movie that Johnny might have seen. Yeah, Stir of Echoes. Did you see Hollow Man, John? I'd like to spin off a new podcast where it says, you guys ask me if I've seen movies. <laughs> <laughs> it goes for a million billion episodes, because no, Johnny hasn't seen the movies oh, that oh, we God, like. Each so each episode is only asking me about one movie? <laughs> Yes. Like, <laughs> it's like a seven second podcast. Exactly. And the episode yeah. basically is just me being like, no, hold on, Johnny. What about Terminator 2? And then, <laughs> nah, man. And then, you know, we thank our patrons. And we move on. <laughs> you don't even. Johnny, talk about have you it seen all? From Hell It Came? This episode brought to you by Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, that's the bite sized content we need, baby. But no, um, so it's October, it's spooky month, uh, you know, next week's uh, live recording, it'll be a timely thing by next, by the next podcast release, it'll be just past being a timely thing, much like the Simpsons Halloween special. I think we need to do one spooky theme, and since I don't really like playing horror or spooky games, and clearly Johnny doesn't like horror movies, I'm gonna broaden it, I got a spooky theme in mind. I've been pitching it, and you haven't realized it all night, I've been saying it a lot, I want to play a game with blood. All right. I'm all about, I'm all about them bloods. <laughs> I like everybody's no uh, no reaction. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the middle of typing it, typing yeah. it out. You're um, typing, John? I don't hear your soundboard at all. No, no, no. no typing wow, magical, John. See, Suddenly, I was going to comment, but I... I slipped my wrist and was bleeding onto my keyboard. So, oh my god, know. David cut his life into pieces. It was his last resort because he didn't win the episode. <laughs> David, no! Oh, but I do give a fuck if you cut your arm bleeding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a good show, man. Games with blood. Uh, it can be any old game as long as it's... Uh, I assume it's gotta be rated T for Teen to get that blood descriptor. So, uh, What if it's yeah, a mental uh, skunk? 
exactly. Let's uh, let's eat out a menstrual skunk on next week's episode. <laughs> oh no, Johnny! Oh yes, I, I, I know I shouldn't have to say no redneck rampage expansions next week, but let me just make it real clear: no redneck rampage expansions. Uh, John, I believe you said next week is games with blood. If a Redneck Rampage expansion has blood, then so be it. We're doing a Redneck Rampage expansion. Yep, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I can't, I can't stop you legally based on the GTT charter. So, anyway, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. Uh, you know, some bloody good games on next week's episode. So, th- thank you, everybody, so much for, uh, for hanging with us. Thanks for everybody watching along live. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thanks, everybody, listening in podcast form. We're at Game That Tune or anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks for listening, subscribing, leaving us a review, all that stuff that people do to podcasters. Uh, thanks, everybody, for checking out patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It's the home for us of exclusives. We've got Jesse's Covered Up series. We've got mixtapes. We've got movie commentaries. We've got GTT Gems. We've uh, got a lot of fun going on over there at Patreon. You can help support our 24-7 live stream uh, the 24-7 live stream over there at twitch.tv slash GTT radio now has over 1,000 game soundtracks in the mix. So uh, we greatly appreciate you guys listening there and supporting us at patreon.com slash game that tune. Special thanks to the super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, uh, Taylor Weiss, Sam L, and Mork. Last but not least, Mork. Um... Uh, thank you again to our requester tonight, Jesse. Who was our requester tonight? Silver Nova in the Discord. Thank you very much, Silver Nova, for the request. Fantastic request. And they made their request via our Discord server. Uh, find the link at our website or, you know, I don't know, hit us up, ask us for an invite. I don't know how you get people on Discord. Uh, you know, or you can send us a request, gamethattune at gmail.com, or send us a request at gamethattune on Twitter, or you can find us individually on Twitter. I am there at jgangsta187 you can find john regan on twitter at jp regan jr you can find jesse moore on twitter at sega underscore legend david you okay haas uh, you got a twitter handle for us uh dfd fleming appreciate uh. that brother all right so uh yeah great show great uh great game and uh we're going out with some fantastic bloody tunes johnny i hope you got my bonus tunes queued up uh, mm-hmm. We're going out with a song from a, a band that I think we all used to know and love uh, from a game that we all have uh, have feelings towards. It's a game, you know, not so much with the, uh, the actual blood, but a bloody series. Uh, the game Castlevania, the song Vampire Killer, the band The Neskimos. We're going out with the fantastic Vampire Killer by The Neskimos, the reason that all of us know each other here on Game That Tune. Peace out, everybody.
The Mysterious Murasame Castle is copyright 1986 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Redneck Rampage is copyright 1997 Zatrix Entertainment and Interplay Productions. Katana Zero is copyright 2019 Devolver Digital. Hot Shot Racing is copyright 2020 Sumo Digital and Curve Digital. Friday the 13th The Game is copyright 2017 Ilphonic and Gun Media. Five, four, three, two, one, go. <laughs> I hate that. I hated that. That was the worst start we've ever had. Oh, God.